Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have for your life. And what next steps will you take to get there? And I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 57. Now, before we go any further, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Now, our guest on this episode is none other than Dr. Neetha Bushan. She is a former dentist turned author and a serial entrepreneur and a mother of two. If that weren't enough, she is a transplant from L.A. to Austin, Texas. Neetha has been featured on Forbes, an entrepreneur uh, all over NBC, ABC. She is also the host of the very popular podcast, The Brave Table, where every week she dives into how to strengthen your mental health and emotional fitness so you can face challenges with grace and grit. I invite you to check that podcast out. Of course, after you binge listen to every episode of the I Dare You podcast. But all kidding aside, it's a great listen. I invite you to check that out. Anitha is the author of a brand new book called That Sucked, Now What? How to Embrace the Joy in Chaos and Find Magic in the Mess. Now, all of us have these messy moments in life, don't we? Uh, chaotic, and they're just a part of life. And as you'll hear in this podcast interview, they also can be beautiful opportunities for change. So what can you expect to learn in this interview? Well, I'm going to narrow down just a few things. You're going to learn about how to embrace joy in the chaos. Secondly, how do you know when you are in the suck and how to get out of it? How to bounce back and how to fly forward? And finally, you're going to learn about how you are the hero of your own story. And while we all face unpredictable moments on this journey through life, they're real, they're raw, and they're messy, you're going to learn how to overcome them and thrive. Now, I think we've waited long enough. Episode 57 is ready to go. Here, everyone, is Dr. Neetha Bushan. Neetha, welcome to the podcast. It's really good having you here. Oh, my gosh, Darren. I'm so excited. I've been so excited for this. So thank you so much for having me. So you have been on uh, just the whirlwind of book tour. Your book, That Sucked, Now What? And I love the title, by the way. It just jumps right off the page. There it is. <laughs> How has the book tour been? Where haven't you been in the last few weeks? You're right. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I haven't been home. <laughs> so that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been such a whirlwind. And, you know, I think it just kind of, yeah, we've, we've had, um, we've made like, you know, Barnes and Noble bestseller lists. We've won a bunch of awards, um, you know, from, uh, book excellence to literary Titan to mom's choice awards. Uh, and then we ranked uh, stress management and business motivation. Um, and, uh, yeah, on Amazon. So it's been, it's like reaching all varieties of, of people. And, and I think, uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, tomorrow I head off to New York for, you know, some press, uh, at Rockefeller center. So <laughs> it's, it's been, it's, yeah, it's been, we're very, very right. grateful at the receipt of, you know, just having a title that's really kind of in your face, but giving you permission to suck. And um, I honestly, this was a very, uh, you know, this was a very controversial title for my publisher. I was going to ask you about wanted, that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for about eight months, we fought for this and, um, and I wanted it to be where I'm meeting everybody where they are at. And, you know, it's a common phrase. It's something that I would say when things didn't go right, either in certain phases and parts of my life, I would be like, all right, that sucked. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. And I'd literally use it as a mantra. That sucked. Now what? That sucked. Now what? And 
Um, and honestly, when I got into motherhood, this was definitely the phrase that I would use a lot when things were just fully out of your control. So your book is fantastic. I love your writing style. Very conversational. It's like we're just having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea together. Thank and so, you. yeah, really conversational. But the subtitle is also intriguing to me. How to embrace the joy in chaos and find magic in the mess. How in the world, how can you find that joy in the chaos? You're, to your point, everyone's going through it. Life comes at us really fast. What What's your journey? What's your story about how this meant so much to you and the words you used on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, in order to write a subtitle like that, I, I definitely had to go through many seasons of suck, many seasons of messy moments. Um, you know, some which, uh, took my breath away, some, which I thought I would never really recover from. I wrote this because this is the book that I needed when I was going through several different kinds of, you know, traumatic, heavy traumatic experiences. I mean, my, my story starts all the way at 10 years old when I became, you know, a child caretaker, me growing up with, you know, parents who were immigrants, so many ways that my mom, of course, was sick and she battled her, um, you know, her cancer journey for about six years. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's through my most, you know, pivotal years from 10 to 16, she was in and out of remission. We didn't really know we were kind of in the survival mode. Um, and so I ended up working about two to three jobs just to support my family. Uh, my mom died. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was, you know, it was a really between the ages of 10 and 19, then, uh, I would also lose my, my brother and, um, you know, and my dad, uh, all to medical diseases. And so I entered my twenties with this, like, you know, almost like this chip on my shoulder, Yes. Like, I'm not going to have anybody feel bad for me. I'm not going to have anyone pity us because I was the oldest of my youngest brother at the time. And it definitely had me go into some major coping mechanism because most of us as humans, we will shove things under a rug. We will bury it. We will, um, of course, then you have eating and drugs and sex and, you know, all the other things that uh, can allow us to not feel um, our emotions. And, and that really took me for a ride, uh, through my twenties because I would achieve everything people would, you know, dream of, um, with having, I became a cosmetic dentist or not even general dentist, but a cosmetic dentist. I had my own practice right out of school. One of the few, actually probably one of the only women, and then rode that up to over seven figures before I was 30. But then I hit a breaking point, like I feel like we all do, right? Where things seemingly from the outside are doing so, so well, but you're kind of like, wow, okay, I I did everything I could to pretend to the world that I'm doing okay. But really mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I was just numb, dead. Um, And I knew something was completely off and that something was, I had gotten married a year before, year and a half before, and I was really struggling. And I was struggling because it was a really toxic and, you know, abusive relationship that it took me until things got so bad where my life was threatened, um, you know, December 31st to actually leave and, and to actually start the process of cultivating my courage and my bravery to get out of that situation. 
and actually honestly faced my own shame around what I was hiding. So I was hiding this fear of like, oh my gosh, they're going to find out that I'm not real or that I actually am broken. And it was all of these feelings that I wasn't allowed to feel when I was going through the depths of my own trauma and pain and honestly loss at such a young age that I really was forced to confront this fear of like, okay, we're going to go head on. And, and, and this is where like things had to get so bad in order for me to then climb out and say, okay, wow, I'm here. I need help. That's number one. And, um, I, I need to focus on me. I'll bet on your book tour and all the media appearances, you must be tapping into so many stories around the world. I mean, I, for example, on Instagram, which I follow you on Instagram, you're a great follow. You mentioned the Barnes and Noble bestseller, but you make a, you may mention the fact that this is not just a book, but this is a, a movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, how is that, how is that taking shape for you as you're talking to people all around the world? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's huge, right? Because here in the US, we have a a different conversation. We're very privileged to be able to have conversations around our emotions, our mental health. And, Mm. you know, there's a saying that I say, even in the book around, um, you know, we have to feel to heal. And I think most people, uh, especially, you know, if, if we're high achieving and we were taught to be high achieving in some way or the other, we think that feeling, um, is, is going to take us down and, and, you know, God forbid you're even vulnerable in a business conversation because you might get taken advantage of, you know, um, those types of, 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 of dialogues there. But I think there is that, you know, resonance of this compassionate leadership, this, if I share something with you and, you know, and I do it in a way because I so deeply care, well, that might bring that invitation to um, have a more meaningful conversation, even if it's scary. Really good perspective, a, a global perspective, different cultures, which I, is fascinating when you put it that way. And you also talked about how high achievers and they may struggle with with uh, being vulnerable or showing any chink in the armor. And I think that's a really cool perspective for those who are listening. Uh, think about your own role and maybe you're a, a leader. Uh, we're all leaders in some way, shape or form. But no, for me, uh, Nitha, when I was a younger leader, when I was you know, my 20s and 30s, yeah, I was raised high achiever. I was raised don't ever, ever show vulnerability. Don't, don't, let, don't let anyone in because that's a sign of weakness. And I've come to learn, and I think this is maybe what you're laying down here. I've come to learn that actually the vulnerability that you show can actually be your greatest strength. Do you agree oh, with yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I remember when I, you know, I was like a young, the young dentist and I, I knew that my divorce was like pending and I had, you know, taken everything that I could from my home and I stuffed it in my very fancy big FCV and I drove, you know, to my office that I owned that my name was on the door, but I was so afraid, Wow! so afraid to go inside that office and face my entire team. Um, you know, of course there were many of the doctors probably, you know, years older than me and hygienists and assistants and everyone. And we, I remember we had a big, big like day, uh, patients were, you know, in the, the the chair with the suction. And, and I just remember like my heart was pounding because 
I had no idea where I was going to be living. I knew I couldn't cancel patients because literally whatever just transpired happened the days before. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to push through like Nita always pushes through because that was my mantra. That's what I was told when I was little. So I leaned on that and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was, I just sat in front of this patient, you know, your mask, everything, gloves, goggles, you know, the whole bit. And I'm just like waterworks, waterworks. And it's just like coming from every aspect, you know, when you're trying to resist something, right, it persists and then it persists until you burst. And so I remember vividly my heart was pounding and I like get up out of the chair and I have, we have like this intercom. I said, I need to talk to everybody now. And so they're like, what is she doing? Yeah, that never so, happens. <laughs> there's patients like, you know, it's just, it's a whole, and I brought everybody in the room and they're like, everyone's in their goggles and everything. And I just, <laughs> I just masked up, gloves up everything. And I said, you know, I am going through probably one of the darkest times in my life right now. And I just let it all out. And I said, I don't know if I will keep this open. I I just don't know at this point, I have no idea, but I just need your support in whatever way. And I'm like, it's okay if, you know, you need this and you're not sure of what's going to happen. But that was my first time that I let anybody in. It was the first time where I said, Hey, might need, you know, your help. Um, I didn't know what help I needed at the time because I had no idea that it was literally about to get even um, more worse than uh, or dark uh, before it got better, because that's sometimes what happens. And, you know, two, two people left me that day, um, but everybody else showed up like 100%. They were like, you need to stay at my house, you know? like doors are open. I'll take care of this. I can't do the procedures, but you know, we'll write everything up for you. Like it was immense. And I think just from a leadership standpoint, that's literally how my leadership journey into professional coaching, professional speaking, um, how I then started another consulting business, consulting other doctors, dentists, lawyers, chiropractors, like professionals on how to have vulnerability with their teams, because it happened that day, like real time. And I saw, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. What I was so afraid of actually happened to be the magic here because that's when everyone's like, all right, we got this, like we're a team, let's go. And we literally grew 20 to 30% year on year until I actually sold it. You do. You know, four years later. And it and and that's that's one of the stories that I still share even on stage because we never realize, you know, what that suck moment or that failure moment, if we're even talking about a bad quarter or, you know, sales that didn't go right, or the fact that, you know, we have to let people go, um, how all of those things we can still re-motivate in a different way. There's some so much wisdom in that. And so for everyone listening today might be the day where you practice practice being more vulnerable. And what Neetha shared, I think is really, really cool about how when she said the words, I need your help, the more yeah. specific you can be with people. And when you can say, I, I, I need your help, Neetha, isn't it amazing how people want to help and they rally around you when you do show a little bit of that? Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think, uh, but gone are those days where we need to lead with such full, you know, uh, fear and, mm-hmm. and such, you know, what I call in the book, that, that scarcity, the, 
the 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 idea that you know there isn't enough this fear culture that there isn't enough for everyone um or i'm not enough or you're not enough right and so we then tend to make decisions based on lack versus based on hey abundance actually no there's 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 so much more room at the top especially when we share some of our vulnerabilities uh, where we can all rise together so yeah you're absolutely right that's good. That's good. It reminds me of a phrase in your book, I believe. I wrote it down here. You are not broken. You are not worthless. You are human. We don't have to know all the right answers. I think that as leaders, many times we think that we need to know everything. And, you know, it was also in that moment when I shared my most vulnerable time, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Embracing the uncertainty, you know, because I think a lot of times it, you know, people get really f- afraid of like what they don't know, what they can't control, you know, even in the title that sucked. Well, that's, that's not, the book is not called this sucks. <laughs> and the reason why, you know, the book is not called this sucks is because, well, that suck is giving respect and reverence for what happened in the past, what we couldn't control, what, um, you know, you worked so hard for, and it just didn't go your way for whatever reason, to not live in it, to not sit in it, but to embrace it. But then how do we actually start to move forward? How do we start to see the potential in that now what? And sometimes we make meanings of things, um, you know, because we haven't seen the magic yet. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm never going to get that promotion. I keep trying, but it's just, it, it's just not for me. Well, that's the now what that you've made in your mind that you're not good enough. The other now what could also mean, you know what, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to actually talk to that supervisor and I'm going to say, hey, I'm really interested in this. What else can I do to show up and what else is needed, right? That's leaning into curiosity. Most of us don't even know, like we're guided by an external locus of control. And this is what social scientists, you know, talk about this external locus of control where we're lauded by all of our accolades, our achievements, our accomplishments. But when we start to develop that internal locus of control, which is our self-awareness, our radical self-awareness, where we know, actually, no, I actually did work really hard on that project. And I actually want to know why, why I didn't get that promotion. And I want to actually ask that person, you know, what is it that's needed? Not in an aggressive, assertive way, but just in a, Hey, I'm curious because I did all of these things and maybe that'll set me up for promotion next time. So that's two schools of thought. Again, it's, it's so hard sometimes when we're in the human moment to actually say, I can't believe like this happened. Um, and that's (laughs) embrace it because it does suck. Right. Absolutely. You know, and and I think a lot of times we're taught to diminish our feelings around it because we're afraid, you know, God forbid, we're going to go run after that employer and like scream at them or, you know, there's some sense of emotional professionalism there. But can you release your emotions somewhere else? You know, we have a whole release system to release tension from the body. And that's been normalized, like going to the gym. I'm going to just like, you know, lift some weights so I can just like release (laughs) some of that stress and anxiety or go for a run. These are great ways. Yes. Because of course it increases your endorphins, 
But like in that moment, what are you doing in that moment? Are we clenching our fists in that moment? I know for myself as a former dentist, I still grind. I clench my teeth because I'm like, oh, I can't believe I got that, you know, email again. But that's a human moment for me. And then the awareness comes in. Then it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm clenching my teeth again. All right. I need to get up for a walk. I can't sit behind my desk and try to power through five other emails. That's not going to be good for my nervous system. You know, the the book is, by the way, I was reading some of the reviews on Amazon. And one of the reviews, let's see if I can get this right here. I'm going to put my glasses on. It's I think it's just the ultimate compliment. It is, if you're looking for a book to read that will basically give you what a life coach would for a fraction of the cost of hiring a coach, look no further. So I think what I'm hearing from you though, and from the reviews is this is really is a guide, but not just manifest things, but taking action. Oh yeah. Always be in action. Oh yes. Uh, I know that manifestation is a big buzzword these days. And, you know, while I think that, um, you know, it it could go either way. It's like, I want to manifest this car or this job or, you know, abundance money. That's all great. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this book can, will, will talk to you about the differences between, you know, the deserving and the worthiness and and the many times we get into entitlement um, because entitlement comes from that place of lack, but at the same token, you know, I'm, I'm also saying we've got to dive in and get ourselves dirty and do the work. And, uh, and, and doing the work means, yeah, we got to lean into the discomfort. We can't gloss over. We can't, we can't ghost, um, a conversation that we've been needing to have, yeah. uh, because that same situation will probably come in in the next job. It'll probably come in in the next relationship. It'll probably come in when you least expect the hero's journey for those that are listening. And I know you're aware of this, uh, Nita, but hero's journey, we've talked about it a lot, but it's about a protagonist who embarks on an adventure into the unknown. They learn lessons, they overcome adversity, they defeat evil, and they return home transformed. It's the mm-hmm. basis of so many stories uh, everywhere. It's, it's, it's the basis of every Disney movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and in in my in just listening to some interviews with you, I've heard you reference fleetingly in the interviews I heard about be the hero of your story and mm. also the dark night of the soul. And for those two items, how much did that did the hero's journey or the dark night of the soul, how did that influence this book? Oh, many. Oh gosh. I, I go into and I th- thank you so much for you know phrasing it in that way. Um, because it's it just it's so beautiful when it's when it's when it's phrased in that in that light. I think we all have that hero's journey. It's up to us whether we want to take it or not. Because, you know, if you think of any Disney movie or any movie for that matter that you love, um, you know, that that protagonist, that that main character, <laughs> they will need some sort of challenge. And if you think of even any, you know, any, um, if you're a gamer and you play video games, I know when I was growing up, I played Mario Kart and Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's like dating me a little bit. Um, but it's, it's true, right? Like you have those challenges and level one of that challenge probably will be a little bit easy. Maybe level two, you'll have a little bit more of those challenge, but when you get to levels three, four, five, kind of like, you know, different aspects of your life journey. And if you say yes to those challenges, 
that will then be kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's like you're, you are on that adventure of life. And so you can't be on that journey without a few of those dark nights of the soul. And when I say dark nights of the soul, I'm saying, um, you know, in part three of my book, I talk about how to fly forward, how to fly forward past setbacks, past circumstances when either if you're in a company or as a leader, or, you know, even just individually in your life, um, the first thing that will happen kind of like in the hero's journey, right? You will have a fall. You will have a fall. There will be a a little proverbial fall. Like, um, you know, it could be metaphorically, like you didn't get the job, you got fired, you got laid off. Um, you got dumped, somebody cheated on somebody, you know, some, some pain is going to happen or you got that medical diagnosis. You worked so hard. You still got the medical diagnosis. The thing came back. That's your fall. So that would be part of that dark night of the soul. Am I going to get help? Am I going to, you know, um, you know, talk to that therapist? Uh, am I going to talk to that doctor? Am I going to leave this job or am I going to start my own thing? Am I going to leave this relationship? That's your ignition. You have to make a decision. And that's that decision where it takes us on that journey or it holds us back. We stay safe because we don't want to lean into the discomfort or we want to push through. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're immune to falling again. And even like me, you know, having postpartum depression after my first child, um, you know, those still, those are, those are fueled for kind of like your rebirth and your next evolution. And I like to really say your next becoming and all of these, you know, challenges and and setbacks, if we say yes to them, it's starting to help you kind of evolve into that next part of yourself. What are some of those skill sets that are going to take you there, whether it's in your character. So maybe we talked about with Darren today, maybe it's being more vulnerable. Um, Maybe it is, Uh, managing your boundaries. Maybe it is letting people in and actually saying, you know what, I'm, I'm actually not, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling a little bit lost or I'm feeling a little bit just, um, kind of not well right now and, and being truthful and honest there. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you're showing a sign of weakness. And, and if you are, well, so what, maybe that builds a bridge, maybe that builds a new bridge of connection in a very different way, in yes. a very different light that gets gains you respect for it. I think there, there's so much there, so much there. And the phrase that you said that really caught me and it's hanging with me, Lean into it. That's where the adventure is. And I think that's so wise that in this hero's journey, there will be the fall. And along the, as long as you're staying in action, though, and doing those right things, <laughs> there's, it's, it's an adventure. And that's, I think that goes right back to that sucked and the now what. Nita, what is the best way to follow you and stay in touch with all the cool things that you and your companies are doing? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, Head over to that sucked now what.com. Um, and basically that'll just redirect you to our website where uh, you'll see all the happenings. Definitely you can follow me on IG, Neetha Bushin. And I also have a podcast that teaches you how to be brave in your actions, in your uh, conversations, in your relationships. And we dive into some brave conversations. But uh, when you actually go to that suck now what, and we do have free resources for the book. So you can actually drop down to resources. Um, so when you get the book, you'll get also a 44 page free guide that takes you through a lot of the exercises, a lot of the things that I was actually kind of alluding to and referring to 
And if you are kind of on your own hero's journey and you're like, actually, I'm ready for, you know, maybe a little bit more healing or, uh, I'm curious as to what we're, you know, you, you two are exploring today. I also, so not only that, but you also get my five day free, um, healing practice. And it nice. starts with 10 minute visualizations, uh, in healing, you know, some of the relationships. And obviously it starts with our own relationship with ourselves first. Uh, and so that's been really powerful for people. And then we get into abundance, we get into, uh, brave action steps that maybe we're kind of, um, you know, not wanting to dive into. Uh, and so these are all free, uh, visualizations and, um, and, uh, affirmations that you can actually listen to. And that's totally for free when you get the book. You mentioned the, your podcast and the title is the brave table. Do I have that right? Yes. Yes. So I listened to that podcast episode where you're talking about your book launch and everything you're doing. And one of the things you mentioned, you had 117 podcast interviews during your book launch. And that was a couple of weeks ago. You're probably well over 120, 130. I'm one of them. Is there a, is there a question that, that has not been asked of you that you are just dying to relay to everybody? Anything? Ooh, you're the first person that would ask that. Oh my gosh, Darren, that's amazing. Um, I would probably say, well, what's your now what, I guess, you know, and, I, and, and, you know, and I think that my now what, because I've, you know, I've, I've, I've laid out a foundation and a framework for everybody. I guess I need to answer yeah. that. By the way, um, can we, can we just make, can we just make, make this official so I can get credit for it? <laughs> yes. It's, it's Nita, totally you. Nita, so I'm dying to ask you, what is your now what? <laughs> Thank you for asking Darren. So, <laughs> So I think that in this season, you know, now that the book is out, um, you know, it's, as we alluded to in the beginning, this is a movement. It's not just, you know, um, I, I totally live by a lot of the trainings in this book, and this could definitely be something that you can do with your family, with your friends, with people that you want to get to know. And, um, I'm even doing an event here in April just for a small group of people who, you know, want to dive in deeper in some of the practices and tools in the book. It's called Fly Forward. Uh, you could definitely check it out if you're curious about it. I'll be talking about it more. Um, but yeah, I want this to be accessible. We've already partnered up with six universities. My goal is 10, um, nice. you know, by the summer uh, in, in to help them build resilience and, you know, to help with their mental health. We know that I think it's 59% of people. I just read this statistic somewhere. I don't know where I found it, but um, it, basically that 59% uh, of people either report that they there's only one person uh, in their life that maybe knows them really deeply. Wow. And that's kind of frightening uh, if we're not being vulnerable and not sharing and in that we're finding ourselves feeling isolated. Um, and I hope that this book can break barriers to say, Hey, you know what? That sucked. I was, I went through that too, but yeah. here's that. Now what let's, let's do this together, you know, and to, to get out of the fear in, and even having those communication, um, ways to communicate, to, to get to know other people on a deeper level. So that's right. my mission to give you all permission to suck and to lean into those hard conversations that I think a lot of times hold us back and keep right. us isolated. So I end every podcast with this question. What is your I dare you challenge for all of us? Okay, Nitha, what do you think? What do you got for us? Oh, well, I think uh, I think you know what I'm going to ask. Well, maybe. Um, 
I dare you to suck. I dare you to suck at something. Um, and, and, you know, maybe it's something that you've put off. Maybe it's something that it's a, it's a conversation that's, that's meant to be had that you keep putting off or you have somebody else do it. Or maybe you think, ah, that's not for me. I'm not going to do it. But the same kind of thing keeps popping up somewhere. I dare you to do that, just that. And it might suck. You're not going to probably might fall flat on your face. Um, you might actually find that you might really like that. And uh, so what, whatever it is, public speaking, um, taking a stand-up comedy course, uh, putting yourself out there, maybe sharing something on social media that you've, that's been on your mind, um, but you're afraid that people are going to judge you in a certain way. I dare you to do that and see what happens. I love that challenge. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about getting out of your comfort zone. And what I appreciate about this conversation is you've given us some specific um, things about how we can get out of our comfort zone. And the way you put it is, I dare you to suck. I think that's a really friendly way of saying, get out there, try something different that makes you feel uncomfortable that you just might fail at. And that might be the beginning of a fantastic hero's journey for yourself. Nita, this has been a lot of fun having you in this podcast. I've been waiting to talk to you. I've been watching you and all that you're doing with this book and this movement that you're creating. So I can't wait to see your now what unfold. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Darren. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Nita as much as I did. And the message she is bringing to the world is resonating. And it's so fun to get that insight into what's behind that story. And that might be the most innovative uh, I Dare You challenge uh, that we had so far about suck at something. I think I can deliver on that. But I, I think that is such a comfortable way of of thinking about all of us, what is the one thing that we might want to try or do? And it's okay to suck at it. <laughs> it's so empowering. And uh, let's all put that into practice. Just try it, the one thing, and see what happens. Also, I invite you to follow Nitha on Instagram. I think you'll really enjoy it. And also check out her podcast, The Brave Table. And now that you listen to this episode, who are you thinking of right now that might enjoy this conversation? Take that next step and share it with them. And follow us on Instagram, at IDareYouPod. Uh, it's growing rapidly, and for good reason, because we are sharing exclusive content that you will not find anywhere else in a really cool community. I'd love to see you there. Well, thank you for listening every week, everyone. And if you are new to this podcast, I want to welcome you in. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And you have so many choices in digital communications and media to consume. The fact that you're spending a few minutes here in this podcast every week, I just can't tell you how much that means. And thank you so much. And now get ready for episode 58. This interview next week, it's going to blow you away. I can't tell you any more than that, but it will hang with you. And I can't wait for you to hear it. I'm going to leave it right there. Thanks for being here in the I Dare You podcast. And I'll see you right back here next week.